a lot of people get their news on Facebook. And the uh, challenge with that is there's a lot of people, you know, uh, comment on it. And it's a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. So uh, this story caught uh, my producer, Chris Creston's eye. And he said, you know, we should talk about this because it does... Uh, I've been show, it's been showing up on my Facebook feed, and I think a lot of parents will care about this. Uh, it is to do with the uh, Bill C-45, which uh, includes a clause stating that youth ages 12 to 18 will be able to possess up to five grams of marijuana before being criminally charged. Uh, here is one of the statements that was on uh, Facebook. So you cannot drink until you are 19. You cannot smoke until you're 19. But in Ontario, they're going to allow 12-year-olds to carry pot. What is this government thinking? We're joined now by Bill Blair, Member of Parliament, Scarborough Southwest Parliamentary Secretary to the Minister of Justice and the Attorney General and to the Minister of Health, also known as the guy heading up the pot file for the uh, the feds. How you doing, Bill? I'm well, Kelly, and thank you very much for the opportunity to clarify the the confusion that some people may be suffering under. All right, so this has been, you know, going around Facebook. So what is the government thinking? Let's start there. I'll I'll tell you what we're thinking. There's going to be a prohibition for anybody under whatever age the province sets. So it's the age of majority in Ontario, that's going to be 19. A prohibition, no person under the age of 19 will be able to possess, purchase, or consume cannabis uh, with the introduction of this new law. But, but the way in which that regulation will be enforced exactly as it's done in Ontario with alcohol is that no young person will be able to possess, purchase, or consume those drugs. But if they do, then they'll, they'll be subject to enforcement under the provincial regulation. And the reason we're doing that is because one of the things we also want to protect our kids from is unnecessarily giving them a criminal record. And so there's going to be provincial regulation and law which the police are very familiar with and know how to enforce because we've been doing with alcohol for almost uh, 100 years. And, and that, that, that prohibition will be enforced with a ticket under a provincial law, and, and the kid will not end up with a criminal record. Now, if, if, if a young person has a larger amount of cannabis and, and therefore you know, is maybe perhaps at risk of, of trafficking it, then the criminal law steps in, but that's what we've set the criminal threshold. But for the majority of kids... You know, what parents have told us is they're worried about their kids' health. They're worried about who their kids are hanging around with. If they are purchasing cannabis, they're worried about who they're buying it off of because they have to deal primarily with criminals. And what many parents have very candidly shared with us is they're worried their kids are going to get busted and ended up with a criminal record. We've listened to those parents, and we're trying to do exactly what they've asked us to do, protect their kids, keep the cannabis away from them, deal with the criminals that have been selling it to them and making billions of dollars off of this, and enforce a prohibition against young people, but also invest in public education. I, 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 I've dealt with kids my whole life. I was a cop way before I was a politician. Kids get it if you give them the right information, if you give, you, give them accurate, truthful information. And the, and the reality is this drug is dangerous for our young people, and we want them to make the right decision around it. We want to protect them through regulation. And for those who choose to use it, they'll face consequences, but under a provincial law, and won't get a criminal record. Okay, so they have, let's say we have uh, 10 grams of pot on a kid, 12 to 18. They're going to be charged, uh, a criminal charge. What exactly well, no, would no, that look no, like? No, let me be really clear. Yep. The police have the discretion okay. to, to use the provincial reg- prohibition and the provincial regulations to enforce the prohibition at, at any amount, and they'll continue to be able to do that. Um, and, and as well, if, if the, the circumstances... cause the police to believe that the the criminal offense has been been committed, they're also required to deal with that offense under the terms and conditions of the Youth Criminal Justice Act, which which also requires the police to look at less intrusive ways, more restorative ways, 
to deal with that young person so so that we can avoid criminalizing them if possible and so you know the law is 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 is, is frankly i will tell you well thought out mm-hmm. we've, we've 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 spent a lot of time talking to um, experts particularly on 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 health and safety issues for kids and and we've acted on the evidence and we've acted on their best advice and and our experience and the experience that other jurisdictions have had but you know we the the, the, the way in which we manage kids access to alcohol um, is is very similar to the way in which the province of Ontario now contemplates restricting their access to cannabis. What do you say to the people? I mean, I read a comment on Facebook and it went along the lines of, well, you know, if you allow kids to have, you know, possess five uh, grams of marijuana on them, they're just basically allowing them the ability to enter the market this way so that when they get older, they'll be customers. I mean, it's a cynical outlook, but but get your reaction to that. But we're not letting those kids have access to cannabis. We're prohibiting and restricting their access. By taking away the, the easiest money criminals ever made was, was selling uh, marijuana. And if you ask any 13-year-old in Toronto today if, you know, how difficult it is to get marijuana, most of them will tell you it would take about 15 minutes and be, can be done in any schoolyard or any apartment stairwell in the city. That's unacceptable to me, and I think it's unacceptable to most Canadians. So, so we want to take those criminals, put them out of business, and put, it, put the responsibility for making sure this drug is not sold to kids in the hands of somebody who's going to be accountable for, for their actions. We've, we've introduced an, a new criminal offense for those who would sell to kids, and there'll be an absolute prohibition for persons under the age of majority in, in Ontario, that'll be 19, an absolute prohibition that no young person will be able to legally purchase, possess, or consume cannabis for recreational purposes. The law, the law is going to be there. It's going to be crystal clear. It's an absolute prohibition. And so, and so for the cynical among us. And, and then I understand many people are, they haven't got all the facts on this thing and they're wondering how it's going to work. Let me just please try to offer them some assurance. The government's number one goal is to protect the kids by restricting their access to this drug. We're going to prohibit uh, through provincial regulation their possession and purchase and use of this drug. We're going to put in much stricter regulations and so there are real consequences for people that would sell it to them. We're going to change the way in which it's produced and distributed to be more effective in keeping our community safe, and we're taking this business away from organized crime. That's what, and 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 and, and I, you know, I'm not sure I'll be able to ease everybody's mm. cynicism, but I just want to assure them that you know, I've spent my whole life protecting kids and communities, and and I've been working very closely with all of the provinces and territories, and particularly with the Attorney General in the province of Ontario. I think we're on exactly the same page. We want to do a better job protecting our kids than the current system is doing. You know, we have the highest rates of cannabis use among our kids of any country in the world. Bill, I want to stop you for a sec. I just sure. only because I only have a couple of minutes with you before the show literally ends. So sure. I want to ask you, you're talking about protecting people and the police across Canada. They wanted the government to postpone the legislation. They said, you know what, if you could just wait, we're not ready for July the 1st. Um, this is about protecting people. They're worried that they're not going to be pr- be able to protect, uh, the, you know, the people that they represent and are there to serve and protect. What do you say to that? Kelly, what, what the cops came in and said to us, and, and I've been working with them for over two years. I went to the Canadian Association of Chiefs of Police annual conference. I listened to them. I answered all their questions. And what they said is, we need the resources. We need access to the technology. We need access to the training. We need our own law enforcement capacity issues addressed. We listened to them, and we've committed $274 million for that training, for that equipment, and for the resources they said they needed. And they said if they don't get that, they're not going to be able to get ready. And so we've made that commitment. You know, we made a very significant change to the way in which drug-impaired driving was, was implemented in 2008. I was a police chief in Toronto then. 
the government put $2 million into training and gave the, gave the police about three weeks to implement a significant new change, which introduced the use of drug recognition experts to standardized field sobriety testing. We've given them almost two years to get ready for this, and we've committed $274 million to help them do it. You know, we've listened. They told us what they need to do the job we need them to do, and we're making sure they get what they need. All right, so you're saying they'll be ready. Well, you know what? I have great confidence in them. I, I worked with them, and, and they worked for me for a very long time. Uh, they're among the best people I know. And I know if you, if you give them the tools that they need to do the job, they'll get it done. Bill, it's a pleasure talking to you again. I appreciate you uh, joining us and, and clearing up uh, some of the information or misinformation that might be flying around the Internet about this. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. Kelly. All right. Thanks, day. Bill.